forever. Dog. So I learned about a Manitou, which is like a shape-shifting ghost. A shape-shifting ghost? A shape-shifting ghost? Yeah. Where is that? Where where does that lore come from? Do you know? Uh, A Manitou is Native American. It's a supernatural being that controls nature, a spirit, a deity, or object that possesses supernatural powers. So it's like a nice little, you know, nice little ghost. Nice little ghost. I've never seen one, but, you know. Yeah, but shape-shifting, so there's, the thought is there's, like, malevolence or, not necessarily malevolence, but, like, there's a trickster element to shape-shifting, you know? And they're supposed to be, like, extremely vain, so they're, like, cocky. No, like, I like that. I like a ghost that's, like, this is me, baby. What's a Gucci? You know? I wish I believed in those things. You wish you believed in those things? You don't believe in any kind of... No, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, kind of. I, I I think there are there. I mean, I definitely believe in a spiritual realm, and I feel like people have experienced supernatural things. But like the the legend, like the legendary figures, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, those are the things that I'm like. I don't know. We had in my area growing up, there was the pig man, and he. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> there was the pig man, and I I don't. It's, it's been, a, I've been separated from this for so long that I don't 100% remember the lore, but it was either a man, <laughs> a guy who had a pig head, okay, <laughs> or a guy with like pig skin that he wore on no. his face, but he like lived. I remember my uncle took a bunch of the kids up into the like, we was like into projects, but he took us up into the woods nearby. Mm-hmm. And there was like, there was like some, uh, like a brick broken down construction you know and he was mm-hmm. like yeah this is where this is where the pig man lives <laughs> and i i i like truly had ha- i have only thought about the pig man since then like in when having conversations about stuff like this but i recently like googled pig man to see like if there's anything about it and and mm-hmm. like a an Ohio writer <laughs> wrote a book wow. a few years ago, like about, but it's like a, it's not like a chronicles or like any like Got kind it. of like, but it's like a, it's a narrative story about <laughs> the big man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a Batman. There's a Batman villain named Professor Pig, who's like Hannibal Lecter. So he doesn't have a power. He's like a dude, like kind of a heavy set guy who wears like a pig pig face mask and he like mutates and like puts people body parts together so he's like pretty uh, he puts gross. people's body parts together yeah that's pretty disgusting yeah that's pretty gross yeah yeah he's pretty pretty I, pretty intense this is so far from this i don't even know why i'm bringing it up but my my mom instead of the tooth fairy my mom said that a little a little mouse would come and take my teeth wait what yeah, it was like it's not a tooth fairy, but it was like a little mouse. Like I don't think so, that that's super far from this, though. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. like a mouse would come and take the teeth. No, and, why know, was it a mouse? No, and then if you left it a little, if you left it a little cheese, that it'll give you some extra money. If you left it cheese, Wait, no, <laughs> no way. Yeah, were you no. leaving? Were you? Leaving slices of a like American craft cheese under your I, no, I don't like it. I don't with, like this at all. With the tooth, with the decaying kid's tooth, that, that my mom the had most to disgusting. somehow 
get no, at, you know take you out and then put some like did you ever forget cheese under your under your pillow and like have a couple days later it's just like the smell of rotting <laughs> dairy underneath? <laughs> I don't like imagine it. if my mom forgot that. It's I like, don't like it. She she created the scenario and then just was like, oh shoot. <laughs> uh, could you yeah. imagine? Yeah, I mean, God's I don't know. Room it just... stinks again. I don't know why. <laughs> my, my... <laughs> oh my gosh, she's got spoiled gotta cheese be, in this room. Got to be nice to the little mouse, a little little, little cheese, you know? No, yeah, <laughs> no. It, like you I don't know, like takes... it at all. <laughs> okay, wait. Have I? I I know. Eventually, Bray is going to get us out of here and say something that probably interrupts me. But <laughs> did I ever tell? <laughs> did, I ever, did I ever tell y'all about our? What you're talking about? Our, that bit is dead. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. Right, I right, we gotta worry about it. Did I ever tell y'all about, about how at Christmas time, when when Santa would come, if you can hear my air quotes, the way that they would get the kids to go to sleep is they would, <laughs> Emily would say, Santa Claus is going to put pepper in your eyes <laughs> what if he, if he sees, wait what if Who? he sees you awake santa claus if he sees if he's, you awake if he sees you awake he's gonna put pepper he's gonna pepper spray you pepper yo, he's gonna put what not even pepper spray which would be horrible but he's going to put <laughs> yo what he just has he just has a grade of pepper just <laughs> I remember being so scared Christmas yeah. Eve when everyone would Yo, come together. Yo, what? Because yeah. Santa's coming, and we would all hide in a room, and I'd be like shivering. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next year, you, did you make sure you had, like, uh, the water, man? What? To get the pepper out, you know you had to have a, a glass of the water, man. Oh. No, I didn't make sure that I had the water, man. But I probably should have, you know, because if I had the yeah, water, man, you gotta have the water, man. man Stop saying <laughs> that could have like. Well, really I'm just saying, if there's me. a threat of pepper, you know, you want to make sure you got the water, man. There you go. He gonna keep saying it. <laughs> he gonna keep, keep saying, saying what? Is that the way to get pepper out of your eyes? Who knows? But honestly, you do need water to get pepper out. Your eyes. Pepper <laughs> Thank you. You I, need I've the been water. In this scenario, man. Pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, when you say the water man, it's not the water man. So, like, you're putting a comma. So who? you're not doing. Oh, hey, that's so weird. No, that doesn't. No, no, <laughs> that does not. No, no, no. Huh? No. Let's start the show. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. You can't just be going to strangers' funerals. Okay? That's weird. That is weird. It's not a pivotal line in the yes. movie, but yeah, I mean, all right. it is wow. memorable because it is weird. <laughs> I mean, it is weird. But he was doing research. It's yeah. a pretty pivotal line in the movie. No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. If you ask me, it's how about pivotal. hope is a powerful thing? You know, no, no. I was no? going to do that. That's one of the. 
That was one of the that was one of the quotes on IMDb. Well, part yeah, of the good. hope quote I mean, is on IMDb. Be. And you know what? I didn't say it. I said you shouldn't be going to other people's funerals. That's the one I said. Because that's a pivotal line to me. It made me, it made you see me. Did that happen? Uh, Those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. This is a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors and are you talk about them in the context fresh of air with Jonathan Braylock. Diversity <laughs> this is not an NPR podcast, but uh, there are sounds like it. Three uh, hosts here. We all have distinct voices. The voice that you're listening to right now what? that sounds it's like, like sell you health it should tell you stories that will put you to, to sleep door, at night. Just a hey, nice bedtime a story that, needs to be taken out of that jail. you are like. Money. I can't wait to fall asleep. To that it melodic like voice. You out of your form, that okay? voice is Jonathan <laughs> Braylock. Uh, the thing is, I couldn't hear everything that I was saying, but then every now and again, something would be audible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm oh, sorry. This, uh, this voice that's having a great time. You know, is that just hater voice. Just nope. Nope. Bad. Bad, Bad to the bone, baby. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Come on, baby. Come on. James, you next. Oh, I didn't hear you say Gerard Milligan. That's my bad. That's my bad. Something must have happened with the, the <laughs> with the audio. <laughs> <clears throat> and this voice is James so the James, Why? you heard your voice. Your voice is so much deeper than that. Why do you do this all the time? Your voice is so much deeper than that. I don't do it all the time. There are some times I don't do it. But today I'm doing it. You do it every. Hey, t- t- <laughs> I don't like it. Today we are reviewing the film The Waterman. Okay, this is a film that was directed by David Yellow. Oh, he's directed. He's also. Hey. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's also in the film, but it, uh, it really stars a young a young man by the name of Lonnie. Chavis? He's a This Is Us kid. That's a This Is Us kid. Yeah, I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell why how I recognized him. And then my mom, who is in town right now, like asked at the end of the movie, because she wasn't here for it, who is that? And then my sister was like, that's little Randall. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I don't watch This Is Us, but I, I recognized him from that. And of course, it also stars Rosario Dawson. This is a yes. Netflix film. Came out in 2020. It got... A three hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars at the box office. I don't know when that happened, but yeah, it's primarily realize, a Netflix release. Okay, because yeah. I didn't realize it was a Netflix release because I remember seeing trailers in theaters. Like I remember, so it had its world premiere at Toronto Film Festival it's September thirteenth, twenty twenty, but was released in the United States May seventh, twenty twenty one. I don't when it was released on Netflix on July 13th. So I guess it was in theaters for a bit. Sadly, nobody saw it in theaters. <laughs> Who knows what the numbers are on Netflix? This film has a 78% Rotten Tomatoes rating, 69% audience score. Both fresh to death. It is a film about a young boy whose mother is dying of cancer. So he sets on, out on a quest to find the water man who is legend has it cheated death and has a rock that can bring the dead to life all right well shall we do initial thoughts 
By the way, we're going to spoil this film. Yeah. I, uh, I got I that out. St- How about that? <laughs> yeah, honestly, good for you, Frank. I can go first since I suggested this movie. I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I remember being like, oh, cool, like a movie directed by David Oyelowo mm-hmm. with a little black boy, and it has to do with like yeah. magic and, and, and mystery. I will say for that, like it gets it gets a lot of pluses. Like it gets a lot of pluses for that. I also very much enjoy it, and it's something that I like to do when I write is the sort of like elements of magic that we see through the kids' eyes, but how they have very real world explanations for why they might be happening. And and just depending on the how you are viewing the, the movie at that time, you can either get swept away into the into the magic of of it all or just or very much be like watching it as like you know, f- factually what's going on. I mean, I thought that was really cool. I thought that that stuff was really nice. I had, I I think I agree with the general consensus that it's like in the late 60s, early 70s, but still fresh in terms of, of, of a movie. There's some stuff I would change. One of them, that funeral business, like that is so, it is so weird that he was watching other people's <laughs> funerals i think that like if that's the first instance of we see of of us seeing his father being upset at him it's like no like this is weird and and rosario should feel like this is weird too at least in my opinion of, of that i don't know how everyone else feels but it was it's like it's like so weird that it's like and there were just a couple things like that that i think could have been finessed a little bit more like I would have loved for him to have been like passed out from the smoke in that last scene uh, something that I personally would have done if I were writing you know and then we reveal that like that's also why he's seeing all of these things as opposed to just like <laughs> as opposed to just like he never went into the house or maybe there was never even a house you know I don't know stuff like that and right. then like and then it feels it feels cliche the like I don't know the ending like to have a character speak, I don't know the ending of my of my mm-hmm. movie, you know, in a in a movie that kind of has like a I think the story is nice, but like kind of has like an uh, feels unfinished a little bit when it's done. So, but that's it. I think the, I thought the little boy did a great job. I thought he actually acted circles around the girl in the scene where they both had to like emote very deeply, which I think is a, a is a plus for our podcast wow. promoting black actors. So rude to that <laughs> um, little girl. <laughs> no, no, she was great. She was great. He just won the scene. If we're if we're balancing out the if we're saying who won the scene, I think he. I think he definitely won the scene for sure. <laughs> and I thought David got some really great shots. Some like real, there's some really yeah. cool shots in it. Yeah. And like, and so kudos to him for that. But that, I mean, we'll talk about it more specifically as we get through it. But those are my, sure those are my initial thoughts. <laughs> the first. 20 minutes i really thought this movie was cool (laughs) i was like something interesting is happening and for the most part i remember liking it but to be truthfully honest as i think about it i don't remember what happened in this movie at all (laughs) like i think like i don't know i remember the little white girl like in the in the in the in the woods and they were like yelling and and he was crying and then she 
got scared or something, and then I I don't remember. I, it's almost like I watched it, and like I just don't remember. Like I I I I feel like this podcast will be the almost the first time like listen to you guys talk. I'm like, I know I watched this whole movie. It was only ninety minutes, but like I don't remember a damn thing about it. And that's not to say it was bad. Like I was like, oh, the idea of a kid trying to figure out how to save his mom, I freaking love it. A dad trying to do the right thing, a black dad trying to do the right thing at the last minute. And yeah, you're right, James. This little black kid did fantastic. Like he was great. I've seen him on This Is Us. Well, I haven't seen him on This Is Us. I've seen clips of him on This Is Us. And it's like, this kid's great. Make him a star. I'm sorry I don't remember anything. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I feel genuinely bad, but... I will hopefully hear about the movie from you guys. I don't think you should feel bad because I do think that that's very possible. It's one of the, I just watched it, but it's one of those things where had I watched it two days ago, <laughs> I did. Days? Is that or, what? Like, bro, I don't I'm know. Just I, saying, I, I that if you watched it two days ago, then you wouldn't feel bad about not remembering. It. I, I don't mean, know. I would, be, I would feel bad. I'm just saying. I I think it's of the movie. I don't think it's. Mm. I don't think it's on Gerard necessarily. I feel terrible. Well, okay. I think, so it, it, we should say, as I uh, stumble into my initial thoughts, that, you know, this is a, ch- ch- this is a kids movie, right? Yes. It's, it's we like kids movies. I love a kids it movie. It is a kids movie. It is, it is but it is decidedly a kids, a kids movie. The Marseille yeah, Martin yeah. movie was a kids movie. I love that one. That's a little, That's a little me. The, the one with the, uh, the, the video game one. The we video just game one. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy football. I think that yeah. had a stronger message, though, for adults than this one did. I think this one sort of struggled. It, yeah, that with one. The adult story. Well, in terms of the lesson or the correct. what they how they it, grow. This movie is like it's it's like a fable, right? Like so, it's like very it's very simplistic in its storytelling, and the characters are pretty broad, right? Like. The mom is caring. The dying mom is nice and caring and loving. The upset father like doesn't understand his child, but like cares, but like is like gets too angry and is not connecting. And then the kid is like pure of heart and like just wants to save his mom, you know. And every character that comes in is like very similar. Like it's not this movie is not trying to go deep. It's not trying to. It's not. I don't think it's really putting an adult story on top of a kid's story, which some kids' movies do. And it's like, it is, I think, beautifully shot. It feels like like there are a lot of scenes, like to your point, James, like that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this looks really good. Like it looks good. And, you know, it's like, it's has a, it's there's a bridge to Terabithia feel. Bridge to Terabithia, the book was really good. I don't, I I barely remember that movie. I forgot how well that movie was reviewed. That's actually a good question. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. I'm also not the target audience for it. So there were times where I was, you know, a little bored. <laughs> and because like, it was pretty, it, it, it occurred to me pretty early on that the fantasy elements were going to be not particularly real. So. I think there were some fun ways in which they like made it seem like, hey, maybe this is like something's happening, you know, especially with the snow, which turned out to be ash. 
Very cool. You know, I think it's a nice, fun family movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Snow was ash. ash. The snow was ash. I don't know what happened here. I don't like. <laughs> well, there's not there's not much that happens, right? So nothing. Uh, but we'll, I mean, nothing really it. happens. Like a kid runs yeah. away, and then his dad finds him. Like that's the movie, <laughs> you know. But like, like, do we see? But we run into like he meets the waterman. Like, yeah, I remember that. Or he um, he imagines the waterman. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Did you not remember? <laughs> He did. The actual the actual ending of the movie where where the waterman very specifically says that you imagined me and then disappears. Yeah. Because that no. whole sequence that whole no. okay, so that whole the way the way that that ends, Wait, the way that what? that sequence yeah, the way that that sequence ends <laughs> is is after he talks to the waterman, he has a whole conversation with yes. the waterman. He just turns then, into like a comic and shit. Like yes, and that's what it, and that's and as he's turning into a comic, he's he's essentially explaining that all of this is in your mind. All of this, this is, is in your stuff mind. You've this drawn. isn't real. These are all nothing, figments. None of, of this happened. None of this is real. Yeah, and then we cut to him you just, outside. You just want it to be real so bad. <laughs> yeah, and we cut to him outside, having never gone in inside. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I, yeah. There's what? stuff that happens in specifically this movie that I have wanted to do in other stuff and in different and in ways that, that I feel like would have been could have been a lot more fun than the way that they do it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Wait, I want to know some other things. Well there's a little bit of a safety not yet guaranteed not guaranteed vibe to it. But then the yeah. safety not guaranteed ends in a way where it was like, no no no, it was real. Which right. is apparently the twist that Steven Spielberg likes so much that he decided, right? You know, Colin was gonna direct uh, Jurassic Park, direct Jurassic, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, and eventually leads to him being attached to Star Wars Episode Nine, mm-hmm. yeah, and all of that stuff. And da, 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 yeah, did a lot of writing on it. So this film starts pretty simply. It's uh, we have this little family unit. It's a kid. I'm actually I don't remember how it starts. <laughs> Yeah, no, it does start. I don't remember the exact order either, but it does. Yeah, yeah, and the and the and we know that the dad is the dad's like coming home. Yes, so it's the mo- so the boy is like drawing his comic. Rosario comes in in the comic while he's drawing the comic. I think the comic. Oh, he like hides from. He yeah he hides from the, from the mom. But we're also hearing a little bit about like the water man. I think even right now. So I don't know if the Waterman is it right. part of the comic or or not. But no, it's just like the lore. Of, it's just know. the lore of the of the. Water he Man. hasn't heard about it yet. He hasn't heard about the Waterman. Oh, yet. the little boy hasn't even heard about it. Yet. No, no, no. Okay. The little boy hears about it first from the from the girl who who winds up taking him on the journey. Mm. He is okay. writing. He's drawing his own comic book. Oh yeah. By the way, James. I mean, I felt like I thought you would really connect. I was like the beginning of this movie. I was like, this is this is James. <laughs> Yeah, I I truly like watching it. It was like this felt like it was it was aimed at me. <laughs> it was like <laughs> very aimed at me in terms of like the way what he's doing. He's drawing his own he's drawing his own comic. He's he's taking himself too seriously. <laughs> yeah. This is all exactly what I did at eleven. <laughs> this, is, this is like a glimpse into my childhood. I didn't go to anyone. It's funerals that weren't my own. Fair, but. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a it's a good idea for the comic book. It's about a detective who realizes he's investigating his own death. That's cool. It's like, ooh, yes. that's a fun story. Eventually, you know, 
this, this girl, Joe, is like, well, how does it end? And he's like, I don't know yet, you know? Yeah. So, you know, we like, we know that he gets along with his mom. He likes to draw comics. He's, they're new in town. It seems like he doesn't really have many friends, but he kind of does his own thing. When dad comes home, you know, it's like, it's clear that they don't get along as, as well. Yeah. And like, he's been I gone. Mean, his I, dad's been gone for a long time and now he's back. Right. He was in Japan. I, I, again, I like how some of this exposition, exposition is getting across like i like how we see what this kid likes to do i like the way it's coming like this is a couple scenes later but like when he just has read all of these books you know we're just getting we're getting this information about how smart he is and seeing him behave the way that he behaves i like that and then and then again i just don't like that it's like he has this he has this conflicted relationship with his dad but the first thing we see is his dad disciplining him from doing a very weird thing, <laughs> you know, like it's like they could have it could have been anything he could have he could have not got his comics or like some you know not understood his comics or some kind of thing <laughs> you know and it, that that felt strange, and then just right. to get it out, this happens later, but later he says David says to Rosario, like I just feel like he doesn't understand." He doesn't understand me. But the kid also just said that to Rosario like three scenes earlier. And it's like, they both don't think that the other person doesn't understand them. Rosario spouted platitudes about how you just got to see him, you know? And it was like, well, <laughs> they both <laughs> they both <laughs> feel the same way about each other. So there's, there's more to it than a, fa- right. a, pa- a failure of parenting or something, you know? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, also, I mean, this boy was, you know what it is? I think my hard part is they never tried to give him any other dimension other than like, I, I think sometimes when it comes to these kids who are like to themselves, I feel like there's still some type of fun or excitement or like, I feel like sometimes when they have these kids, they just make them like a one note, quote unquote, weirdo. And I'm like, nah, that's only fun for five minutes and then i'm like i gotta watch this a whole movie uh you know what makes this movie a little tougher especially for adults is there aren't enough kids like it's just it's like him and then eventually this girl and like that's kind of it whereas like with some other movies you know you get like a gang of kids you know and so it's a Mm -hmm. little bit you know like stand by me like you get like four you know the goonies you get there's a pack of them there's like you know even like super eight like you know Mm -hmm. even the i mean it's a comedy but like even like good boys is it good boys or bad good boys good boys yeah yeah there's three of them i don't know like there's like more interactions with more children and like this movie is so i mean like i think it's part of the style of it like it's like there's so much solitude like he's like so by himself you know, but it does make it hard to, I guess, Beast of the Southern Wild, though, she was kind of by herself, but she's like really out there surviving, you know? Yeah, and own. she, and it, and it becomes like her, I can't fully remember, but it's like we're watching her, we're watching it just through her eyes. So right. it doesn't, it also doesn't feel childish, you know, it's like, it feels like we're watching a kid in this very real <laughs> situation, you know? Well, just because Jarrah was talking about how weird the kid is, and I feel like the next instance of of them sort of 
exploring that side of him is that like he tries to diagnose his mom from like the books that he's reading and it was like right I, it it was tried, it was so yeah. weird you know it's like a weird th- you know it's it's weird in this world of like of like webmd where you like you know where like people really shouldn't scroll through that in that way and self and self diagnose in that way but like but but what what i think they're trying to say is that this kid is so smart he scoured yeah. all of these medical books sure. and he now has found some, you know, found s- sure. some adjacent medicines, you know, but it's like, but what am I supposed to? I, There's it, a romanticizing it, of the, of books yeah. in that sense of like, what, what, what year is it? Because I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> this kid would look that stuff up online and also find way more information than he would have found in the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it would, it would be so it's so like to scour medical books feels like it's that's so dense, you know. Not yeah. saying that he couldn't do it, but it's just and but it was just like, oh, this is a romantic idea of like a smart kid, you know, as opposed to a kid who like researched this stuff online and like could even like buy the medication online. Probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he reads you know. books at the table. That's what makes him even more weird. Right. You know, no yeah, books. Like, no books at the table. I chuckled out loud when she said that. No books at the table. <laughs> No books at the table? But yeah, he doesn't have any friends. It's a, it's, they just moved here, right? Like, so he hasn't been to school yet? Probably. Yeah, they just moved here. I thought that the way they did some of that, and it's summertime, and it's summer vacation. So a lot of that was cool. Sort of like, you know, them not really knowing about the Waterman and when David finally hears about it, him not knowing... I thought that stuff kind of worked well and like why a kid might be gone for so long. That felt generally like utilized, I I think, in a nice way. I think one of the tough things about this too is that the actual tale of the Waterman is like... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like When he he goes, Sarah! In the animation, I was like... No, well, don't do that. <laughs> well, don't call out Sarah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, so the tale of the Waterman is just like a dude who used to live here a long time ago, who like found a rock, and then when a, a flood killed his whole town, like he lived, which is why they call him the Waterman because he just survived a flood, and then, but he's like looking for his daughter who's dead, but like he is trying to find her. And there's like there's like stuff in there about like oh like what does it mean to live so long and like how that's like is that a is that a blessing or a curse actually you know or you know they all they, like make like so it's like oh yeah like he heals like creatures in the forest and stuff like that or you know which is why you know uh, Gunner goes after to try to find him but I guess the deeper yeah, what would you say the deeper meaning of like what's the what is there like a moral or a you know what I mean? I think the 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 like moral is yeah, is is cherish is cherish your present, you know. Cherish the time that you have 
at least that's what they want us to get from the boy whose name I just keep calling him the boy Gunner. Gunner. Is what they want us to to get through Gunner, you know, and but I think that Gunner Gunner and Joe are obviously going through different things. So I don't think that Joe's thing is to like cherish. Well, it might even be cherish <laughs> what she has, but like you know, not what it not, is like or like acknowledge you know or like stand in your in your power or you know like acknowledge what is good about you so that you maybe reject a bad situation i'm not 100 percent sure but for a gunner for sure it's like cherish cherish your what you have was he not cherishing the moment i don't know right but he was like he was looking for he was he was looking for he well he what he he was not cherishing in that he ran away for three days to look for a cure to keep his mom around forever you know for uh, until they until she, until she dies later you know later of a, a much later life instead of recognizing that experts have done everything that they believe they can you know and he's now looking to he's he's looking to magic and fairy tales to save his mom now Mm -hmm. you know instead of but also and then i'll also just say they were keeping her they were keeping her from him so yeah they were keeping it a secret for so long her from and they like they didn't want they didn't want him to see her sick even though she was dying yeah, and, I, and, I, yeah. and like there, but we that's do get what this, his lesson was right. No, I mean, there's clearly a lesson for the parents. Yeah, I get the chair. I mean, it feels soft, and that's why the movie doesn't have an. That's why the movie doesn't have an ending because it is soft. They didn't even want to. They didn't even want to punch that hard. You know, they could have really, really heightened the the things that this boy is doing becoming more and more dangerous you know we see him go across the 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 thing and he can't swim <laughs> that's crazy that he did that right <laughs> you know insane. Uh, it's insane. insane that he did that but it could have been there could have been even more things on top of that you know and then i think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with not directly confronting joe not directly confronting the re- the very real reality that starts to present itself very early on that she never saw the watermelon waterman and doesn't want to be out here like right. he doesn't and thought yell he was going to chicken out at her. yeah yeah and thought he was going to chicken out and you know she's been doing this forever long so that she can get money and live without and not be in her dad's trailer because he's he's a fucking he's abusing Horrible. asshole yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've, you guys get what I'm saying, but like they, they, I feel like for that to hit harder at the end, they needed more stuff like that from him, and and it's just not there. I don't know, man. Like once they get in the woods, I was just annoyed. I think that's the thing. I was like, I feel like I can never tell sometimes where like people write kids annoying or where the kids yeah, play them what? that scar is insane like, it's a in, it's an insanely deep scar on her neck yeah. that is murder right he tried to murder her right <laughs> he had to and then at one point when she's he's like hey man can you just look at that map again or whatever like you said you met him before and she goes well i don't want to talk about that right now and then like 
start shutting down. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like it, it felt so unwarranted. And also like as a performer, I feel like there's times when I want to prove that I can get to an emotional place. Like I'm like, I'm a dude. I can still cry if I want to. But then you think about it and it's like, that doesn't help this scene in any way, shape or form. Like it's great that you can do it, but it's like, this is, it like it's it's more powerful to watch a character fight tears than to like it. The, I don't know the emotional thing was just like and then when they started yelling at each other and I understood where he was coming from. But then, you know, I knew we we had seen at this point that the cop go to her dad's house and we know the dad is like. Also, we talk about it. We don't talk about it. The dad tried to kill her. Yeah, what that scar is insane. It's a and it's an insanely deep scar on her neck. I was like, that is murder, what? right? He tried yes. to murder her, right? I'm like, do <laughs> we never to. like, like, should the movie be about her? Like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's such a quick thing of like, the cop is there. Clearly, she knows something's up. Then the girl's like, you don't know what I've been through. Yada yada. yada. And I'm like, well, the yo, fact we- that the father didn't know where his daughter was, and she knows. It's like. The cop's like, I know that your daughter has been with this kid who's been missing for three days and you haven't reported your daughter missing. Like, you haven't seen your daughter in three days. How are you not at all concerned about her, you know? And he doesn't, and and she doesn't even know that she's been gone for three days, really. Yeah. Mm. I'll just, just to, to, to respond to one of the things that Gerard said is I do think that it is a little bit more a writing failure, what you were feeling with this with this little girl, than it than it is an acting yeah, failure so. on on her part. Like I I think that there because there because and to your point, there's so much stuff that goes unaddressed that like I think is in the air of the movie, <laughs> you know, for long enough that like this could be talked about like, like someone can, someone can say this out loud a little bit more directly so that we can deal with it instead of like, cause what it feels like happens. And, and it's a shame too, that cause this is only like 91 minutes or however long it is. It feels like trying to stretch out something for attention purposes, but then it doesn't, it doesn't actually do anything for the, for the movie. It just, it just makes you question more like, <laughs> like, like how dumb how dumb is this kid for not <laughs> like he doesn't realize that this girl never saw the water you know like I all mean the, all I, I don't think things. he's dumb for not think I mean he's like eleven and then there isn't a full grown adult man who is like the waterman is one hundred percent real here's the map you know right he's a, he is eleven yeah <laughs> yeah I I don't he think it's dumb that he thinks that he doesn't believe the girl I just think that it's tough we the audience don't. Do, it, it's hard like I as the, as the person watching it it's like do you ever believe that this is real and if it's not it just feels like but the but the movie doesn't the stakes never qu- quite feel high and like yeah. and I and and look it's a it's a, again it's a kid's movie and like as a kid if you showed me a bunch of like like you're like sleeping in a tree and you wake up and there's like cockroaches all over you and then you like literally slide you know what i mean like that's scary and absolutely like creepy i don't know i guess they're not being a waterman 
made made the like very light adventures that they went through feel even lighter you know and so there's like not a lot of substance and then i and like once again like i kind of get the thing about cherishing but it doesn't feel like there's like for as simple of a story that this is doesn't feel like there's like a super clear message that you usually have with these simple stories why does that boy need to cherish (laughs) you know (laughs) you know i mean i think acceptances would be a big theme in a in a way at least for him Mm -hmm. but not for everybody so even that is kind of confusing you know because it's weird that him and joe don't aren't like they both have run away for kind of different reasons. And like the mm-hmm. reason she doesn't like her father is much, much stronger than the reason he doesn't like his father, which yeah. feels yeah. slightly strange. Why doesn't he like the dad? Cause the dad got But then I guess she adopts, she gets adopted at the end. Doesn't it? Or something? They, yeah, she, I think they adopt so. her. They in general don't connect. Jirai. It's not even that like his dad is mad at him. It's that like they in general don't, see and this also could have been i think telegraphed a hair more but they don't they're having trouble connecting on on things i mean it was you know I we do, have a do, scene where oh. he goes in with the football and he's like let's throw let's throw the pigskin around I mean, he's like dad it's like eight o'clock in the morning i don't want to freaking throw a football and then the dad's like fine and then knocks over ink and ruins his comics you know so i was like i get it but i also I'm also like, this is just a little kid with little kid problems, except he doesn't have little kid problems. His mom is dying from leukemia. Right. Yeah. It's like, it is hard. <laughs> Cancer is hard. I think that's each, the lesson. Yeah, yeah. 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 The lesson for each person is the lesson for each person being different makes it hard to figure out what the moral of the movie is. But I did think by the end that it was a cool commentary on like urban legends or on like folklore. In in the way that like both both kids, it was a form of escape for both of them, you know, and they were both they both were like dealing with the trauma of their lives through the story of the Waterman in in an interesting way. But again, it is just an interesting element, (laughs) you know. It's not necessarily like. It's not even the point of the movie. Yeah, what, and what's <laughs> the, the commentary? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Or no, just that, just showing that, showing... Urban uh, legends can be used as a form of escape. They can be used, yeah. And 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 and, ha- and, and in very specific ways for these people. Where instead of them just sort of existing and everyone going, we don't know why we talk about alligators in the sewer. They, like this kid is using alligators in the sewer for X, Y, Z reasons. This kid is using alligator in the sewer for, for these, you know, I thought that was cool. (laughs) You know what it is? It was, it was like, the movie was fine. Bedtime story. But was it though? I feel like, (laughs) no, but I mean that in a way where like, I I remember we have, I mean, I feel like there's so many cool urban legends and like, I'm a person who's fascinated with like, you know, does Nessie, it's like, is Nessie real? Is she there? You know what I mean? Like, is Bigfoot real? Or Sasquatch? Is that real? Like, I, I love these kind of stories. And I love the idea of, you know, if, if I saw, like, say I was like, hey, man, I'm about to go hiking. I come back and I'm like, yo, yeah, I fucking saw him. 
Sasquatch is real. <laughs> I fucking saw him. No one's going to believe me. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. But like this movie, I felt like for the Waterman just to be a dude with a stone, like not even a, not saying he had to be creepy or anything, but like it was no build up to him. It was like, oh, yes, this stone. By the time we find out about him, it's like if he touches something, there's like well, the rumors. We didn't even really him. understand why he was scary or any or like. Like, was he supposed to be scary? I mean, at the final scene, he was like, oh, yeah. he was definitely creepy. But and I, he was supposed to be scary in the sense that like he's supposed to believe that the girl got the scar from the water man and that he doesn't yeah. want to be found. You know, yeah. and my sister who who watched it with me when she saw him going into the into the shed with the with the sword, she was just like, "Why does he have this sword? Isn't the Waterman a know. good guy?" Because that is what the story the story is that the Waterman is a good guy, and yeah. so then it's like it's it is confusing. Well, the thing that's really <laughs> confusing is that we don't really get an understanding of in this lore how you would get the water man to heal your the mom you know yeah like was the idea yeah is it that he's just gonna steal the stone was that the plan the whole time yeah. oh he was just gonna steal a stone and maybe kill the water man to get the stone that's why he bought a sword i thought he was gonna my goodness that's so much i mean i probably right he did bring a samurai sword but i thought he was just gonna like ask the water man to help him and and that's what I thought. The sword is there for protection. But then when he gets there, it seems like He's the like conversation hiding. is about getting the sword, the sorry, getting the stone from the waterman, which was not, I didn't think that that was the, you know, I didn't think that that was the original goal. I don't know what the plan was, man. Like, but you be honest, I'm like, it never got discussed. He's like, I'm going to go find the waterman. The girl's there. I, 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 I don't know if we needed her character. Or maybe that character should have been... Like, it almost felt like it should have been a couple friends. It should have been, like, him, the girl, somebody else. Yeah, it just it feels like... It more fun with more people. Yeah, I think you're right, man. It just, but it wasn't yeah. about friendship. That's the thing. And then, like, ultimately, like, there was an isolation factor that was happening of, like, him being by his himself and, you know, no one... Like his father not relating to him, his mom being distant because she's dying of cancer. He doesn't have any friends. So he's like all alone in his own world, creating his own stories. You know, he was creating his own comic book. And so he got caught up in this other urban legend. And so he was like so engaged in that story. He enlisted this girl to help him, but was still kind of like, even at times in the forest, was by himself, you know, looking when he was like by himself and he was getting scared. And he like imagined, I guess we're supposed to believe that he imagined the person running around and then he saw this light and it wound up just being the black stone getting sh like the, sh the, I guess his flashlight shining off <laughs> the black stone. Yeah. It was like mildly, ex this is the thing is like, it's so hard to know, like as a kid who's never seen that, who hasn't seen that many movies, like maybe this, like these little adventures are like really exciting. It's hard because I think about the movies like this when we were young so i'm I'm also thinking about the best ones right <laughs> like you know like the goonies or hook i mean those are both spielberg but like i'm just i'm trying to think like what's a movie like this that's with kids going on an adventure like a kid's like super eight super eight but that's like 
but that's a copy of Spielberg. Like one kid, like is there like a an adventure with like only like two kids going on an adventure? Like I guess like Page Master is one kid, but he go he fully goes into he fully goes into animated world. And he Phantom Tollbooth was way before that. Are they are they people though? Pippi Longstocking? No, they're not people. Pippi Longstocking counts, I think. You know what this movie felt a little bit like to me was uh, the what's the Christopher Robin? Which one? Did you ever see that movie? What's it called? Christopher Robin. Oh, I didn't it's, see it. Oh no, I never saw it. It's it's about like Winnie the Pooh. It's a it's similar. It's this movie is similar to that movie, uh, yeah. where it's like there's like the imagined creature. The the the, the difference though is that it's about it's like Winnie Pooh. Like we know these imagined characters, you know. Like we know Winnie and Tigger and I don't know. It's a little, it's so, and it's, it's more about the. I was trying to think about what about the never in this story, but at least the sequel, which I remember he has a little buddy. It's like, it's first it's the white boy, but then he has a native American friend who like tags along. That's in the first one too. Oh, is it? Okay. I mean, he's there. There's a lore, right? That's like a bit, a bit bigger than this which yeah again like the simplicity of it is fun uh, or, or i don't know it's it's, it's like cute <laughs> is, that, is that mean uh-huh. to say no 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 it's, no, it's, it's not mean yeah. to say because it is that is what it is you know it's like a cutesy yeah. kind of thing yeah but it's it is tough when you see like a poster with like this kid this like kid carrying a samurai sword and you're like whoa and then it's like nothing like that's for not like why did he but like he never you know what i mean like the, the only like it was the, never joe used it no, joe used that, it to that. open a, a can of food and that's yeah pretty much and it. it went everywhere so it wasn't even like cool this was the kid with the samurai sword this is this is finn with the lightsaber all over it again. is a little bit isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it is it's Finn with the it lightsaber is. all over it is, again though i love that john boyega talks about that so openly now Oh, that swindle. Yeah. Bridge of Terabithia is probably the closest to... Yeah, the... the, the... But again, there's still there's still more to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll just... I, again, did think that it's cool how, how every supernatural element can be explained away. It's sort of like, uh, to me, it's sort of like season one of of Yellow Jackets to where season one of Yellow Jackets, until they like flat out just say like, no, all most of this, none of this is real. I think there's a point in season one where they're like, none of this is real. But there's, for so much of the journey, there's blurred lines and I just, I don't know, like, I feel like with the Waterman, they could have blurred the lines just a little bit more just to keep some of the magic alive. I think that would have also been another I thing that, so would have, that would have I taken it over the yeah. edge. It, was, it wasn't whimsical at all or like, it didn't feel like fantasy. Yep. <laughs> and that's the Waterman. <laughs> so, I mean, the end of it, just for those who, who haven't seen it, I mean, the end is just, you know, he's out there for three days. The the dad's looking for him. He lies to the, he lies to his wife. She eventually finds out because the sheriff calls. She I confronts mean, him about it. how is this guy? He gave her the home 
phone number? This was another writing thing. I was like, well, that would never happen because he's trying to keep it a secret. Also, at a, also I get him keeping it a secret like the first day, but the second day, it's like, also at a certain point it's just like well obviously you have to tell your wife like what's going on <laughs> and then he like doesn't tell her like it's weird and and then like she she pretty much doesn't get mad at him because she's like well I guess I lied to our son about having cancer so I lied too and you're like alright yeah you lied to your son about having cancer alright what? fine fine they're like yeah, we're pretty sure like the the guy who sold the supply they they bought supplies from is like, yeah, I saw him and this girl go and they went into the woods and they're like, hey, there's a fire in these woods. Like, we're pretty sure they're in the woods, but there's a fire in the woods. And the dad's like, well, I'm gonna go. And so he drives into a raging forest fire and finds them somehow magically. Oh no, never mind, not magically. He does get the map from Alfred Molina, so he knows exactly where he's going. So he finds them. I'm gonna help you across. And the and the and the boy realizes that the waterman isn't real, and his mom's gonna die of cancer. Yep. And dad takes them home, but for a brief, I do have to say, little moment, beautiful they shot all when, eating dinner together. Yeah, beautiful shot when when he's like, "I'll take you across the water, I'll carry you or whatever across the water," and then we're. And then we're in the water. Oh, yeah, those, we, the flames kind of come in a little bit as they're swimming from the orange to the blue. That was great. I was like, listen, for seeing this shot, it was worth everything else that I watched. This is nice, David Oyelowo. Like, thank you for this. <laughs> what was the director of photography? Whoever deserves credit for that shot, it Honestly, was incredible. <laughs> DP was freaking fantastic this whole movie. I don't have anything else to say about that. I mean, we need more black people in sci-fi movies. That's for sure. Because we had a I tough totally time. I agree with that. More yeah, black this people is in sci-fi not movies. sci-fi. More this black kids holding fantasy? samurai swords. I mean, even fantasy. In fa- we need yeah, in a fantasy film. If yeah, exactly. you give a black boy in a movie a sword, a lightsaber, a goddamn bow and arrow, <laughs> yeah, let him now. fucking use <laughs> Please. it. Stop. What is happening? Stop being switching us. I mean, honestly, uh, do we have to sue? <laughs> I know. I mean, I, do honestly, we, do we, we have to sue? No, we this win. is it. My next, my, yeah, honestly, first of all, yes, we do. Because we're allowed to do that now. We're allowed to sue for false advertising. Apparently, yeah. But my net, okay, my next comic is going to be, it's going to be called Black Boy with a Sword. That's what's going to be called. <laughs> it's, it's so funny you said that. I literally wrote down Black Boy with a Sword. That's a genius. It's, a, it's, a genius. <laughs> it's just going to be a Black Boy with a Sword. I love it. Wreaking havoc through, or saving the day, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> one of the two. He can be doing both at the same time. Yeah, he's an anti-hero. <laughs> a Black Boy with a Sword is definitely an anti-hero. No, he's not. He's a hero. You know what? Black, there's a black boy with a sword in, in Daybreak, and he uses it. Yes, that is true. He's actually pretty gnarly with it. Yeah. Ah, Daybreak. Oh, that's, also... That's only... Yeah. No, no. Attack on the block. Oh, yes. Black boy attack with a sword. Attack the block. Attack the block. Attack the block. Yep, attack the block. Black boy with a sword. Black boy with a sword. And then, of course, Mace Windu was... Was... Uh, stupid with the purple lightsaber. Come on. Uh... He can't, he, he, at Clone Wars Mace Windu, he gave him the business. Oh, that is Clone true. Wars Mace Windu. Okay, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clone Wars Mace Windu. Clone yeah. Wars Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, 
what's your name? What bounty hunter? What's your name? <sighs> Dead. <laughs> James, do you have anything else you need to? No, I don't have anything to add because I don't. I also Perfect. don't do a bit. Like, right, yeah, cool. I don't do a bit. All right, let's go at ahead and break. Point, let's at end this it. point in the show, because I because I used to do a bit. You know. Oh I right, for the listeners do... who don't know, James used yeah, to do a bit. Was, now I used to do a bit at this point where there was a lot of different ones. You well, know, yeah, I explain them. Talk. No, no. One, one. I used to. I used to just bring up. Uh, the film starring Will Smith Hancock, in okay. which I would ask How did you describe it? Like whether or not, I would ask up. whether or not. Hey John, we can end it now. Good John, we can not. I we did can that. Stop this. Then this sort of evolved I mean, into you're ready. sort of like whenever you're an ready, John, extended universe it. for Hancock. Right, we can, uh, the we can Hancock go to the end. cinematic universe. Why are you letting this keep going? Every film that we watched, mm, there was actually another film within the Hancock cinematic universe. No, I think there was a. A, 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 like an infinity happened, stone, Melissa. A you can mute. You can infinity mute James stone. Mike. I hated that they would get. Now that, that was what Melissa, that, you can mute it whenever. Shifted like, into there. I think there was one beat now. in between there. I can't quite. Oh, I brought James. back. I yeah, brought James. <laughs> it's time James. for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not Lord. it helps the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So if a film fully helps the cause. It gets a black fist. If it somewhat helps the cause, it gets a white palm. If we feel, I don't think this movie helped the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll raise up our ratings for The Waterman. One and a two and a three. Yeah. I okay. I thought One black that y'all might give two it white a palm. Yes. I gave it a fist for Lonnie specifically. Okay, yeah. And also, David directed it. You know, I know that this movie didn't make a lot of money, and so by the sure criteria, it certainly is deserving of of the palms that it got. But I just think that it's I think it's really powerful to have black men behind the camera. I think it's really powerful to have specifically a young black boy in fantasy in this way. I think that the movie itself could have been better, but I definitely, you know, for me, this is one of those, like, this maybe as a kid, I would have seen this and thought, like, this is great, but, like, I want to do, I would have thought to myself, like, oh, how can I do this better? And I would have been, you know, thinking about that, and and that would have been a motivator for me. So, (laughs) it feels like shade, but (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's why I gave it a fist. <laughs> I gave it a palm because, like, yeah, I think the boy being able to star in this was great. It sounds so funny, and I don't mean this as a diss, but David comes off so British every time I see him, and I don't know what that means. Like, when I see him, he just feels British. Is it his, like, just, like, his composure? Yeah, like, something about him just feels, so like... So put together. Just always, just, like stiff but like <laughs> presentable so to even see him and rosario dawson who is like like loose and like just it's just interesting seeing the different acting styles yeah man they got the movie made god bless you know you know yeah but you why but why not a, so why not a fist because i didn't i don't i i, I truly believe like it sounds bad, but like, I don't remember this movie. Like I, like, I watched it. Okay, yeah. Like, I wa- right. like, I genuinely watched it, and I do not remember it. Like, I couldn't tell you. And, I, and not, the thing is, not, and the thing is, I wasn't doing there's, anything there's else. There's some bugs? I don't remember that. You don't wow. remember the bugs? No. 
Oh, I made the dog there's, leave. The dog there's is some like, I don't snow, want to but the snow was ash. What I also thought was interesting about the bugs is the first bug we see is almost like a glowworm, like a centipede mm. thing, but it glows. And it was oh, like, it was another yeah. one of those, like, this could be a blurred line between fantasy right. and reality. Yeah. But then they do nothing with that. And then the next time we see bugs, it's just literally just a bunch of, of roaches. There's also <laughs> like, horses. Like, There's also a, a stampede yeah, of horses. horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, is that explained? <laughs> I think it's the I think I think the horde of horses and the horde of bugs is are all displaced animals from the from fire. From the fire. But, they, that makes but sense. The, the 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 and it is explained late later where just when the when the sheriff is like, I gotta go, you know, we got all kinds of animals and people displaced. She just says that. But I think that, like, when we see them running around and all of that stuff is, like... We got all kinds you know, of animals and people. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I give it a palm because I don't... I think, you know, uh, I don't think too many people saw this, but it uh, did star of this young black kid who, you know, has got a credit to his name, and David E. Elwell did get to direct it, so perhaps it will produce more. I don't... I don't it's hard for me to... We all love movies, and now all of you know about this film, which is great. You know, this movie came out in 2021, and it is 2023. I don't know how much of I don't know how how much of a impact it had on the cause. So I give it a palm, guys. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our web- website. We have links to merchandise. We have link a link to a defunct Patreon, in the sense that. There are no new episodes, but there's a year's worth of episodes. Default. Default. Do new episodes, but there's a year's Make worth of episodes the there. <laughs> if you want to listen to it. Also, you can follow me at John Braylock, Twitter and Instagram. You sound sad about it. Uh, you can follow me at Rule of Three Inc. on Twitter, Instagram. He's changed it. And TikTok. <laughs> Rule of three inc.com. Three is the number three. And James Third Comedy is gone. Wow. You can't find it. It's gone. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> wow. So what is it? Rule of three? Rule of three inc. Wow. And the three is so so people who listen to our old episodes are gonna be like, let me follow James and then be like, where is he? They will not find me there. Oh, I love. They will not find me. I was trying to see if I could do a redirect from my from my old website to my new website, and I don't know how to do that. If I can do it, I will leave up James Third Comedy because I'm going to keep yeah, the domain for can. a while. I don't even know what that means. Keep the James. domain there's, for a while. There's definitely a way to do that. All right. Uh, I'm sure there is. I just don't know. What it is. All right. <laughs> well, you can follow me at Draw Milligan. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Also... If you rate and review us and give us five stars, we'll read your review on air. This is by Erica103. Ten stars. What? Every single episode. Ten stars. That's more Every single episode, Jarrah finds a way to shade the movie Green Book. And I love that energy. LOL. Great (laughs) podcast. Great podcast. One of the worst movies ever made. Wow. Uh, Got into this one. Got into this one. Thank you for it. If you think about it, Mahershala has Blade coming out, but he really ain't making movies since Green Book. He's been trying to wash that shit off. It's been taking years. <laughs> that is true. Well, I mean, he was in Rami. Oh yeah, I mean, movie wise. Wait, but he's got to—he's got to have been in some something. 
Listen, that green when book. When was True Detective also? Was that before was, Green Book? I think it was before Green Book. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Damn. That was before Green Book, though? Wasn't that the same time even? That fried chicken on his oh, fingertips then set him back. That's movie. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You know, they oh. also announced Blade, and my assumption, I always feel this way, even though it's not true for everybody in the MCU. Oh, wow, you're right. He really hasn't what? been in. He's in a my movie called Swan Song. Sorry, go ahead. Well, but just my assumption with stuff like that is always that, like, once somebody signs to Marvel, they sign their life away, even though that's not true. And also, like, they just got a new writer for Blade. They didn't so, like, like the script. But to me, I don't, my, my belief is I don't think Oscars help black people in the way that it helps white people. Yeah. I, I just generally, I mean, that is, is just true. That's so clearly yeah. the case. I don't, it's like, it's not <laughs> the same. Is it the same as the, the Oscar curse, though, for for women, the like the the best act, the best actress curse, it obviously doesn't affect like Meryl what's, Streep. What's that? What's the what's the best actress? Curse? Oh, okay. So the best. Well, actress they usually give curse. it to young women, right? Yeah, and they, oh, right, and that's the uh, someone someone recently said that to me, and I realized like, oh yeah, it's certainly that too. Well, what's the one you're talking about? But it's but it's like you get you get the best actress nomination, and then you don't work again. Oh, is that or, true? Win. Sorry, the win, the win, the win. It is, it is true of many. Oh and wow! Like, and and but yes, but the age thing is the thing that I that I what's that the, I was. What's the young one? They give it to a bunch of young. I mean, well, it? it's like it's yeah. It it didn't happen to. It ended up not happening to like Jennifer Lawrence. But even like she got one. Oh, she, got, oh, she, got, oh, she was nominated oh, for oh, another. Gosh, but that's why. Like, that's why James is saying she's the exception to the rule. Yeah, and she definitely. Is. I think the, the the other thing about Jennifer Lawrence is that she was considered like a just a, she was considered like a uh, Julia Roberts esque star. Like, oh, this is mm. a true star, you know. Um, but like Reese Witherspoon, Emma Stone got one too. Gwyneth Paltrow. Wait, did Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. win? She won for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, she did, right? Yeah. yeah, she won. You know, Reese is like Reese talks about how like behind her the reason she like started her company in this way because a lot of people start companies and stuff but the reason she she was like i had to make my own work because it wasn't coming to oh, me oh so she won know. an oscar and became a black person <laughs> talk about your sadness yo hollywood <laughs> loves a blonde white woman like when i hear them complain what? i'm like what the Why fuck are you mad at reese I'm not mad. I'm just like, every time something happens, it's a blonde white lady like, oh, my struggle. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's never, there's never not been one of you nominated. Uh, Halle Berry, it happened to Halle Berry, but I mean, Halle she's Berry's uh, different. Halle Berry is black. black woman. She is black. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, every fucking time is always a new blonde white lady that they're like, oh my God, this is the one. It was like, it was like Hilary Jennifer Swank Lawrence. kind of disappeared for a bit too. Oh God! Who's she the, did. She who, disappeared. Who's the she white was like, woman that they love now? The one with the eyes. The one. But at least their own didn't disappear. Right. Did she ever win well, one though? She, I oh, haven't heard anyone say. I, I feel like I'm the only stand. She won for Monster, yeah, right? Monster, like I might be right. the only one who's even still talking about it. Maybe it's not even a thing anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because Brie Larson be didn't. Brie Larson didn't disappear. Yeah. Maybe it used to be a thing and it's not anymore. But yeah, notice what we're talking about. You look at. Brie Larson, you look at Emma Stone when she won, you look at Jennifer Lawrence, you look at fucking, uh, uh, it's all just blonde white women. And I'm telling Did you. Sir Saoirse Ronan win? 
No, no, she's she just didn't been win. A bunch. What's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the Queen's Gambit girl everyone loves now? The, the new one? Anya Taylor. Anya Taylor. Like this, this blonde white woman don't even want to be a blonde white woman. I heard her do a speech being like, I ain't white. I'm like, nigga, you are an original colonizer. What is right, happening? But she, but it's, it's the lack of understanding of like, she it's like, she's like, I face. have Spanish roots and therefore I am not white. James, I am Spanish. Viola Davis took her 10 years to get the woman king made. This woman is in her 50s. Got shredded. Me, I'm just saying. James, Viola got shredded, James. I'm looking at her kill. At one point, Anna she Taylor jumps Joy off a person. She wasn't white. Oh my god! I, she's because one of the white, like one of the whitest people. No, or... n- n- stop. stop! First stop. of all, I'm, just saying, well, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm the Argentinian saying. of the Argentinian of like the Spanish colonizers that came to Argentina. Like, what are you talking and it's about? Like, and she's... then what? So you had a family member that came to Argentina and displaced the indigenous population there and then came back to Europe and you're like, I'm Argentinian. Like, nigga, stop this. (laughs) What? I don't know. I'm just saying what she's was feel. I don't know. No, man. No, I I'm I not here to judge. She's anybody. British though, right? She's like she's just straight. I don't up British. know. I fully don't know. I said John, I said several John, different John, things. I don't know. Different. <laughs> I don't know if she's British. I don't know what she is. But I tell you one goddamn thing. Okay, when I saw this woman walking down the street, I'm not gonna be like, oh shit, you're a person of Latin descent. Okay, I'm not gonna be like you're <laughs> fucking. And the thing is, the thing that made me mad about it is that they were talking about how like the the best actress, I think it was the Golden Globes, were all white women. And then she's like, well, I'm not white. I'm like, nigga, if you don't fucking... You, you ain't Asian. You ain't black. Right, I just read it. I just read it on Wikipedia. Her father... Hey, what is it? Is what in, she say? Her father is... First, first of all, she was born in Miami and then, and then lived in okay. both Argentina... Lived also in Argentina and London. Buenos Aires and London. Her father lived? is in Argentina... <laughs> Yes, her father is an okay. Argentine of English and Scottish descent. Nigga. All right. Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we even saying? And her mother, her mother, her mother was born in Zambia. Her mom is also English. It's like her dad was like just an English diplomat who lived in Zambia. And yeah. her mom was from Spain. She's Barcelona. So she, her, she is actually Spanish. Listen, right. listen, white people who listen to the podcast, okay? White white listeners, all right? I I believe in allyship. No, no, here we're here now. Fuck it. Okay? We're fucking here. We're fucking here. I love allyship, okay? I love that you want to be down with the cause, okay? But it's okay just to be white. Like you ain't got to be trying to say, "Oh no, I'm 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 going through a struggle too." The fuck you are? Because you know what? There are differences to struggles. Okay, it is. I'm sorry, Bray. I don't want to do who got it worse Olympics. But you know what? Some motherfuckers got it easier, okay? Because this black skin don't wash off, okay? This ain't black skin that grew up with a fucking penthouse and a maid. No, okay? So when I look at somebody talking about something, oh, I had to, my daddy famous, but I changed my name. Kiss my black ass. Cause you know what? Talking, you can change it. Are you specifically name. talking about Emilio Estevez? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you coming Emilio, after Emilio? Did Emilio change his name? I, th- I always thought that he was always Estevez, and they changed their huh? They did. What? They changed their name. Yeah. So they they were they Estevez. Their names. 
And he was like, I'm going to be Emilio Estevez. I'm yeah. not going to be a Sheen. See, this this is good. Let me stop because this goes on my thing where like James has heard me profess about this. I still am trying to figure out in therapy. I got friends who I thought were white who now are people of color and I don't know how to deal with it because I'm like, I remember you one way, but then when it became cool to be diverse, you're now like you you never spoke about shit. And now all of a sudden your whole last name is I'm like, what? What is happening? No, 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 John, I'm here. Okay, because yesterday I was black. Today I was black. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, John, and my skin's still going to be black, okay? God damn it. James James Roday recently added the Rodriguez to his to his last name a couple a couple years ago. And I did think it was interesting because it came out of the like it did. It came out of the it was literally like in response to <laughs> it felt like in response to mo- a movement and it was like, "Oh, I respect well, everybody." Sort of <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, and truly I yeah, everyone it. has their own journey. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to be like, let me drop Rodriguez from my name, you know. When and, o- well, Oscar and Isaac see what- posted the SNL and was like, it said his full name. I was like, because this is this is here, James. Can you see it? Can you I can see, see it? it, actually? No, but it's, I can see it. I'm it's been right here it. since birth. <laughs> Let's end this. Melissa, cut us off. And this is why I don't understand why you defend Vin Diesel so hard. Anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. How dare you bring Vin Diesel up? Forever. Dog. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ew! <laughs>